0: Good evening, Dumb Nation. Episode 50, Dumb Nation is the Don't Unfriend Me Nation, and this is the Don't Unfriend Me channel where we have a little show called Breaking Truth, which is 10, 15 minutes of latest news, current events, all that type of stuff. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you. We're live 8.30 Eastern Standard Time every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we have recorded shows five days a week. I had a brain fart there. It's a little bit of a long weekend. Good to have you here. What are we talking about? PPP loans student loan forgiveness, all of these wonderful programs, social programs, I guess you could call them, or taking money out of your pocket, my pocket, and giving it to people who didn't necessarily earn it. Is that okay? Well, Joe Biden thinks so, if he can remember. A little bit of a video we're going to watch together, and we're going to talk about PPP loans and the narrative from the left that it's only one party who took advantage, but that's not true. See you in 30 seconds. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, share and follow. Yes, please do. I would appreciate it. Who am I? My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. We're two years old now in a couple of days. We're sitting at 91,000 likes and over 120,000 followers. Great to have you here. Thank you for joining the crew. The dummies are the don't Unfriend Me's. It's not an insult, by the way. I hope we didn't lose too many at the beginning of that. Do me a favor. Stop by com if you'd like to support the site. We've got some cool shirts over there, coffee and all that stuff made by veterans. 10% given back to veteran charities. Thanks for letting me do that. I'm going to have all the lists of PPP recipients in the notes tonight, and you can read that on all the social channels right below if you're interested to find out if your congressperson took advantage. We've all seen this graphic. It's all over the internet, Facebook in particular, talking about Republicans taking PPP loans. It's interesting. The PPP, which was used and designed to reimburse companies if they spent 60% within the first 30 days, 14 days, depending upon the terms, and reinvested it into payroll protection, because that's what it is, a payroll protection plan, they were refunded or forgiven on this loan. It was never really a loan at all. It was more of a stipend. And as long as you met the requirements, you received forgiveness. If not, you had to pay it back. If you qualified for forgiveness, though, You did everything you were supposed to do. It helped pay payroll, keep people employed, and and keep the market where it was supposed to be, at least from falling even further than it was during COVID. And somehow, Democrats endorsed and pushed this narrative that PPP was essential for reopening the economy. And whether you agree with that or disagree, Republicans took advantage of it. They have businesses as well. It's not a full-time job to necessarily be a representative. It doesn't necessarily pay the greatest especially traveling back and forth and whatever. And I don't have a problem with legislators making money from private business. That's fine. They can do that as long as there's not a conflict of interest. But these Republicans, and there were 18 of them, and this is just a small list, were pointed out as Republicans talking out of the sides of their mouth, utilizing PPP loans, which they didn't. They followed the policy for forgiveness on supplying payroll through their company even though they weren't taking profits in so they could maintain their business and not close 93% of what is considered to be the heart of our business, which is small business in the United States today. Sounds like a fairly decent deal. The problem is, is that we didn't hear anything about Democrats. We heard all about Republicans. And the reason why is because Joe Biden pushed forward student loans and forgiveness which is interesting because that doesn't mean what it means either. Either does the Inflation Reduction Act, neither does Build Back Better. I don't understand what's wrong with this administration with naming stuff that actually isn't what it is. A Ku Klux Klan rally, according to the Biden administration, is a white sale on aisle five and Kmart. They're not very good at what they do. But this list doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. And the reason why it doesn't is because Joe Biden doesn't tell this whole story. And here is a video to show you that he's a little confused.
1: Other piece, what we're trying to do is—you probably are aware—I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues.
0: Okay, I just signed a law that's being challenged by Republican colleagues. Number one, there aren't many Republican colleagues. That's lie number one. Lie number two is you didn't sign a law. What you did is you used an executive order. We will go over that and then talk about the constitutionality of student loan forgiveness and putting it on the backs of John Q. Taxpayer. Not necessarily a law, but that's two so far.
1: The same people who got PPP loans during the... For up to close... To, in some cases, up to 500000 $600,000. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But... Um...
0: Once again, the narrative that individuals in Congress, Republicans, got debt forgiveness. Were there any Democrats? Well, we'll talk about that as well. So that's line number three. And four is he called it a loan. It's not a loan. If it was forgiven, it was never a loan to begin with because they used it the proper way.
1: What we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for 2000, I mean, excuse me. Uh,
0: well, there's a gaffe. Welcome to Joe Biden. It's actually $20,000, not 2000 And he corrects this. Takes him a few seconds to hit the old brain box and get it fired up.
1: You, you qualify for $20,000 in debt.
0: Look at the eyebrows on that girl. She's just like, uh, 20, 20,000, 20, 20, 20, 20,000. Yeah, $20,000. Yeah, definitely. As she's trying not to fall asleep.
1: Forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two
0: that's a lie there was no vote this was an executive order and like pretty much everything joe biden has done it's been usurping power from the legislators see a vote actually means that there is a bill or there is something voted on unfortunately and like most things joe biden does he brutalized the meaning and the purpose of executive order to get law passed so he can circumvent circumvent legislatures which is not his job his job as the head enforcer of the land of the executive branch is to enforce the laws not to create law not to interpret the law those are two other branches
1: and it's in effect and already a total of i think it's now 13 million people have applied for that service
0: yeah 13 million applying for free money money that i've made And my fellow listeners have made, we're not too happy about it, but that's really not the point. The point is, is that Joe Biden doesn't understand, is that he didn't vote anything in. But first of all, the misnomer that this graphic, that all Republicans are the only people who are taking advantage of PPP loans, PPP advances more like it if you follow the rules and the guidelines of the money. Dean Phillips, he's a Democrat from Minnesota. His net worth is seventy-seven million dollars, and he received one hundred thirty-five thousand eight hundred dollar loan for his GenieCast LLC. Vern Buchanan, he's a Republican from Florida. I'm going to give you both here. Net worth seventy-three point nine million, and the fourth richest member of Congress received two point eight million in loans for four of his twenty-seven companies. Kevin Hern. Republican from Oklahoma, net worth $60.9 million, received a loan of $1,070,000 for his KTAK corporation, and he owns 97% of the company and estimates its value between $5 and $25 million. Norman went net worth was forty-three point four million, received three hundred and six thousand for four of his twenty companies. Mitch McConnell and wife Elaine Chow with a combined net worth of thirty-four point four million are tied to a loan for the Chow family owned Foremost Maritime Incorporated for four hundred and seventeen thousand. Roger Williams from Texas, net worth twenty-seven point seven, received one point four million for his JRW Corporation, and last year he valued the company at more than fifty million dollars. Greg Pence, net worth twelve point six million, received a loan for seventy-nine thousand for his Pence Group LLC, which he valued on his financial disclosure as worth between five and twenty-five million. T.J. Cox, Democrat from California, net worth $11.8 million, received $609,000 for two of his 26 businesses. Nita Lowey is a Democrat New York, net worth $10.9 million is tied to a loan of $1.1 million that went to a law firm where her husband is chairman, Emeritus Lowey, Dannenberg, and PC. Mike Kelly, Republican, his net worth is 10.4, received 974000 for four of his car dealerships. Ralph Abraham, Republican, Louisiana, net worth $4.8 million, received $38,000. Earl Blumenauer, Democrat, net worth $4.5 million, received $432,734. 432, Vicki Hartzler, net worth three point eight, million, is tied to $451,000, and her husband's tra- tractor company. The net worth between that is $1 and $5 million, for which he claimed as much as $1 million in income last year. Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican from Oklahoma, net worth $3.7 million, received 988700 for his two family businesses. Here's another one. Paul Pelosi. I hope that sounds familiar. I don't know. A few letters come to mind, and D, and a U, and an I. And Mr. I can invest in stock because we're just really good at tech. Husband of the Speaker of the House. That's right. Nancy Pelosi owns a passive 8.1% stake in a company called EDI Associates that owns the El Dorado Hotel in Sonoma, California. Sonoma, EDI Associates received a PP loan between $350,000 and $1 million. Mr. Pelosi, or Speaker Pelosi, was not involved in or aware of the PPP loan, a spokesman for the Speaker Pelosi told the Associated Press. Of course not. Never. But we're actually invested in all of our stocks and the millions of dollars we've we've earned just because we're very insightful, not because it's insider trading. In the case of the president's estimate, $1 trillion student loan forgiveness, the debt will be assumed by those taxpayers who never attended college, those who did attend college but paid their own way by working part-time jobs, and those who attended college and dutifully paid back their student loans, like me. Military helped a little bit. Nancy Pelosi previously warned that the president did not have the authority to forgive student loans, hence this was an unconstitutional act that needs to be addressed by Congress. However, it wasn't. And it's incumbent upon a college student to choose a field of study that will provide a sufficient income after graduation so as to pay back taxpayers who provide the funds for that college loan. Gender studies doesn't pay very well from what I understand. Well, $15 an hour at your local Flip-A-Burger. But here's the issue. If your education isn't important enough for you to pay back, why the hell should I pay it back? Under our system of government, the president's authority to issue such orders or to engage in any other form of unilateral executive action must come from the Constitution or federal law. There are no enumerated powers about forgiving. The pursuit of happiness is a very thin trail and it's not necessarily a guarantee. You can't use that. And federal law. The reason why executive orders are around and executive action is used is to help achieve what Congress and the lawmakers decide. Let's go ahead and say we're going to put up a border wall. (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) Congress would go ahead and pass such legislation and then go to the president. The president would seek funding or create agencies or put people in charge to oversee this happen. And unfortunately... We have a lot of bureaucratic red tape in Washington D.C. Executive order is designed to circumvent this so the president can get things done. After all, that is his job. If we put it another way, an executive order can be used to execute a power the commander in chief already has. It can't be used to give the presidency new powers. In particular, Article 2 of the Constitution assigns the president the roles of commander in chief, head of state, chief law enforcement officer, and head Of the executive branch. The president has the sole constitutional obligation to take care that the laws be faithfully executed and is granted broad discretion over federal law enforcement decisions, but not giving away free money for no reason. He has not only the power, but also the responsibility to see that the Constitution and laws are interpreted correctly. Scholar Todd Gazzino wrote in 2001, when the president lawfully exercises one of these responsibilities, scholars generally agree the scope of his authority to issue executive orders and other directives is especially broad. As such, Congress has little ability to regulate or limit that authority. But the same does not hold true for the SCOTUS and the Supreme Court of the United States and the district courts have put a hold on this free money grab out of my pocket, into other people I don't even know. When a president's authority comes from power granted by statute, Congress is free to negate or modify that authority or pass legislation to nullify the order itself because the Constitution empowers Congress to make the laws that govern us. Still, the president has to sign the law enacting that change unless Congress is able to override a veto. Federal courts also may strike down an executive order that exceed the scope of the president's authority as an appeals court did with President Bill Clinton's order forbidding government contracts with businesses that employed strike breakers and the Supreme Court did with his order requiring the government to use foreign languages in providing federal benefits and services. Joe Biden is trying to do what most presidents do. It's October and the student loan forgiveness was anticipated to drop at the end of October and before the midterm elections. How apropos. It's almost a happy accident. Don't kid yourself. Of course this was designed to buy votes, and the only thing that was possibly going to help him was student loan forgiveness and the drum up of Roe v. Wade. Well, voters really don't care about Roe v. Wade. Let's be really transparent. It's a very small percentage of Americans. In fact, it falls down to the bottom of the list, somewhere 17th or 18th on priorities. Voters care about crime. They care about the economy. They care about illegal drugs. They care about fentanyl. They care about the borders. They care about a world climate. They care about not having a nuclear war. They care about inflation. They care about taxes. They care about a lot of things, but they don't really care about January 6, abortion, and what seems to be student loans that aren't coming. This should create quite the uproar with the younger audience who wants a bunch of free stuff. Unfortunately, it's not coming because it's unconstitutional just like most of this administration's decisions. Folks, thank you so much for watching Don't Unfriend Me Tonight. It was good to have you, and thank you for watching Breaking Truth. Do me a favor, if you could, this white blob over my face, which happens every night because I forget to move it from the live show because I don't want to have it fall on Amy and Leroy, the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans a day, folks. Commit suicide is way too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to the Veteran Crisis Hotline. Provide this number to a veteran, and they will help you make that call. They will call back that veteran, even if you just leave a name and phone number, and they can go ahead and have your name attached to it, or it can be anonymous. And it's anonymous to the veteran as well. And remember, if you're not a veteran, you can also reach out. It's free of charge, and you will never be turned away. Folks, thank you so much. This is Matt from Breaking Truth. Good to have you see you tonight at 8.30. We're going to go over a very raucous debate tonight. DeSantis is going to be a fun one. Stop by tonight at 8.30. We'll see you there. And if not, I will see you tomorrow. God bless, and have a wonderful Thanks for watching Breaking Truth. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.